This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Second date update. Successful second date update this week. And apparently, I guess, uh, Colby didn't want to go through the haunted house and sent Cassidy through by herself. I feel <laughs> like successful is something we can't judge until we actually see how long they go out. Okay. All right. But uh, apparently, he didn't like haunted houses. Us personally, I know, Tom, you've been through Mad World. That's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. If you've not gone through Mad World Haunted Attractions, and you go to madworldhauntedattractions.com. Very scary. Fun filled tonight. But uh, there are some haunted houses out there that aren't so great. And I want to talk about some of those right now. Okay. So here's signs you're at a bad haunted house. Okay, signs you're at a bad haunted house is the only time you sense the presence of evil, it's when uh, somebody comes out of the porta potties. That signs you're at a bad haunted house. Uh, okay. <laughs> that would be funny to put a little so, a row of porta johns. <laughs> He's come experience the terror. Yeah, I know. It, it has fewer cobwebs than the treadmill in your garage. Mm-hmm. All right. Frankenstein doesn't even bother to chase you because he's too busy looking at his cell phone. <laughs> okay. We've all been to those. Yeah. It's like some volunteer charity thing, and they don't really want to be there. Yeah. And, and Count Dracula has on Skechers. Not as scary. <laughs> Count Dracula has on those... Tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, signs you're at a bad haunted house. The guy in the Freddy Krueger costume is sitting in a chair getting a manicure. Now, that would be a funny scene at a haunted house. <laughs> you got those big, you know, blades. whatever. Yeah, blades. And he's yeah. getting a manicure, getting them all sharpened up. Ooh. All right, the werewolf keeps sniffing your leg. Better than hey, something else. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. <laughs> All right. What if he's hunching your leg? Okay. Signs you've gone to a bad haunted house. A leaf blower is a poor substitute for a chainsaw. So the guy's got a mask on and a leaf blower. Depends on if you're wearing a skirt or not. I will say when they do puff up, you know, a lot of times they'll, you'll feel like they've got these um, little bursts of air that comes out your face and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That scares me. Or they will hang down... Some kind of thread or string. Spiderwebs. It, it's not, but it feels, because you're like walking through and you're thinking, oh man, that felt creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel that this year? Yeah, it's Tom? amazing. They've come up with ways to make us feel creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the co- air thing is good because they're not supposed to touch you, but that's a way that you still get the sensation of being touched. Especially when it dries out your contacts and then you're walking through blind. 
Okay, that's <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. bad. You know they're not supposed to touch you, but I see uh, there's and I Google this several stories where people will actually get arrested or they'll try to beat up the monsters. They go through. They've been drinking a little bit and they get so scared they will push the monsters or. <laughs> You're have an idiot it. if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you okay. are. All right, sure. You go to a haunted house, and yeah. then you get in a fight with a monster because they scared you? Well, um, they're not using their best judgment. They've probably been drinking a little bit. And so you know, and a lot of people, you'll see their, their friends are talking them into going into the haunted house. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, plenty of stories out there, and I think the last one was one in Kentucky where this girl, she uh, was pushing and hitting the performers in the, in the haunted house. Okay, uh, signs you had a bad haunted house. The coffin looks suspiciously like a repainted porta potty. Okay, <laughs> that would be bad. The ghost throws a hissy fit and quits because thread count for his sheets isn't high enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. you're escorted through the haunted house by a realtor, and they keep asking, "Is this what you're looking for?" <laughs> That'd actually be pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, and then they say moans are coming up from the bathroom, and the deranged murderer isn't welding an axe. He's welding axe body spray. That's almost (laughs) scary, too. You come out choking and coughing. Uh, so anyway, that's some fun for you. I haven't been to a haunted house. I, I'm not a big fan. You got I, to man. I, I was at Mad World. Was it last year? Or the year before? I yeah. don't know. I'm not. My friends went this year, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna step out because I don't want to <laughs> go. You sound like Colby while ago. Yeah. I'll stay out here. Y'all have fun. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be over at happy hour, and I'll be here till you get back. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B ninety three point seven. Okay, on our show earlier, we talked about some of the things your parents would not let you do when you were a kid, some scary stuff. Yeah. And the Ouija board was mentioned. (laughs) So I did a little deep dive because Hawk had an interesting tidbit there. He says the name Ouija came by them actually spelling out what the game wanted to be called or the board wanted to be called by playing the game. That was back in 1890 or something like that. Something like that, yes. A long time ago. Now there is actually, it may have been 1848, somewhere in that range, but 94. Here's the interesting thing, (laughs) is that there's a lot of of questions as to how they came up with that name, whether it was truly by their own moving the board around, uh, because there was also one of the people that helped do this was a spiritualist, and she was wearing a brooch or a necklace that had a picture of a woman who was a popular women's rights activist named O-U-I-D-A, or Ouida. And it may be that Ouija was a misreading or misspelling of that, too. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Here's the interesting thing about the Ouija board. It has a long and interesting history. Uh, our parents that wouldn't let us play with it might have been surprised to know that when it was created, it was not considered scary or bad at all well and during that time though back in the 1800s that was like widely accepted then though that's the, what i just said I, I know i'm just i'm what i'm saying though is it's changed over the centuries and it was like you know that's what it, i just said I, okay. it wasn't always this way uh okay. the ouija board actually came out of the american 19th century obsession with spiritualism mm-hmm. the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living mm-hmm. and this was not considered unusual at all 
Many times people would have a seance in their house and on a Saturday night and go to church on Sunday, and they saw no problem with that at all. Yeah, I know Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy that wrote all the Sherlock Holmes stories, was big into this. So some of those stories have to do with that as well. Well, Death and scary, trying to solve murders and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, and it's all, you know, good. I mean, you can talk to grandma or whoever until <laughs> that evil spirit. That once that evil spirit got in there, yeah. that's what when you it find out where the evil spirit actually came from. Well, I'm looking at one. I'll give you a, a <laughs> one word answer in just a minute. Uh, communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. It's hard to imagine that now when we look at it and think, why are you opening these gates to hell? Yes. But uh, they say that actually back then it was pretty much a fun game for people and they considered it as a way to communicate with the dead and it was a money maker. Mm-hmm. By 1892, the Kennard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in, ba- uh, two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in, Lin- in London. So they were making all these Ouija boards. They were making a ton yeah. of money off of them. Now, it is interesting that one of the founders who got in on the ground floor of the company uh, actually had a freak fall from the roof of one of his new factories that he said the Ouija board told him to build. <laughs> but that didn't phase people at all. Yeah, uh, They say it's pretty logical that people would turn to the board and it would find its greatest popularity during uncertain times when people were looking for answers. Uh, in the 1910s and 20s with World War One and the Prohibition and also then the um, Depression, people oh. would buy it like crazy. It was so normal that in May of 1920, Norman Rockwell, illustrator of the blissful 20th century domesticity, uh, they actually had a, a drawing of the man and a woman with their Ouija board on their knees, and it was on the... A cover of Saturday Evening Post. Yeah, and with Norman Rockwell, he's a lot. He's a lot of times he's on those State Farm calendars, those paintings, on right. State Farm calendars. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. talk about sales. The year after Parker Brothers bought the game from the Fold Company, yeah, they sold two million Ouija boards, outselling Monopoly. Ah, how about wow. that? All right. So <laughs> when did the Ouija board turn evil? One word, Cato Hollywood. It was 1973, and guess what movie came out in 1973? The Exorcist. Oh, The Exorcist scared the pants off of people in theaters, Hmm. pea soup, head spinning, based on a true story and the implication that 12-year-old Regan was possessed by a demon after playing with a... Ouija, Ouija board. board. Oh, I didn't know that. For the next 10 years, the Ouija board has been considered uh, pretty evil, and it's still gone on until recent years. It's become popular again, driven in part by uncertainty. People are unsure about things right now, and they're looking for answers. So how do they work? That's an interesting question. Well, one person moves it. (laughs) That's not right. Uh, Uh, The scientists say it's not powered by spirits or demons. But it's something called a micromuscular movement that takes place without your conscious will or the volition of the individual. So they, I don't believe it. I think it's Bob over there pushing it to whatever to <laughs> scare the pants off of me. It's actually the group of people all together that mm. are making these micro movements and pushing it around. Oh, they're just trying that. to cover up for the demons. <laughs> okay. I agree. Yeah. And the uh, one of the most interesting things I thought was when they went to get a patent for it, they knew they wouldn't be able to get a patent unless they showed that it worked. 
So the patent officer demanded that they prove it work by having them spell out his name, which they did not know. On February 10th, 1891, a white-faced and visibly shaken patent officer awarded them a patent after they sat down, communed with the spirits, and faithfully spelled out his name. Now, they happened to have a patent attorney with them who very likely knew the man's name. See, they're making up excuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a spirit. <laughs> and uh, yeah. that is why that they believe that they were able to freak that guy out enough to give them a patent. So these Ouija boards made by Parker Brothers are evil. That's not <laughs> what I said at all. I know, I okay, know. But see, but, yeah, you, know, you don't buy it. I, I, don't, I don't think you call on any spirits unless it's the Holy Spirit. They're you not go. calling on... Then you're messing... You're, because you're they just are talking too. to dead people, not spirits. No, you, you've called out to anything out there besides, you know, they Jesus or the to Lord. Talk like, to okay. dead people. They were they thought they were talking to their relatives that had passed on. President Lincoln used it after his eleven year old son died from a fever. Aww. There's they weren't doing anything talking to demons. Yeah. It never was to yeah. demons until so the exorcist. You start the Ouija board with uh Dear Heavenly Father, we want to get some things going on right now. We want to know. We want to talk to Granny right now. Can you connect us? <laughs> Hold Long on distance. the line, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like call. It's like, who are you calling on to? The only spirits I want to talk to is Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's best to do that before you get Johnny the Ouija board out. <laughs> Jim Bean. I'm surprised you don't look at this as in some ways evil really because yeah. i'm surprised you don't see as completely logical that i look at this as a cardboard piece of nothing with a plastic piece of nothing and a bunch of people micro muscle pushing it around so you want to play with one tomorrow then sure really I I, they're not afraid it's a piece of cardboard even Whatever. after all the boring science stuff i still don't want to mess with but one. when you call out like i need to you're calling out to what are you calling out to hey i show? want to talk to my granddad can I, Granddad? Are you there? And then the devil, I don't even think you do that with Ouija. I don't think you call out to anyone. I think you just say, "What is so and so?" And then you wait for it to move. Then the devil says, "Oh, I see Tom playing with that." Oh, sure, just yeah. like in the Exorcist film. I told you. Good Let luck. I hope in. you like pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B ninety three point seven. Okay, girls, we're coming up on the time of year that you are more attractive to the fellas. Why? Is it because we're more bundled up? Oh, you know what? That actually has something to do with it. What? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the French maid outfits for Halloween. <laughs> Sexy witches. I was actually thinking the opposite because so many women let their leg hair grow right now. <laughs> let it grow. Let it grow. I'm just trying to stay warm, man. Don't I judge. Know. I am judging. I want to run my hands up someone's legs and feel hair. Well, don't touch our legs. Yeah, get no up, fun in that. Get over in your seat, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching hers, but my wife does that too, and I'm like, oh man, this is not good. Okay, so here's what happens, uh, and this is the latest scientific research here, okay? Oh, they uh, in the fall months, ladies, women, girls are more attractive to the fellas. So according to science, your testosterone levels are higher in the fall than any other time of the year. Why? Us women or men? That's for both of you, men and women. Oh, really? Yeah. I so. didn't know women even had high testosterone levels. Do you t- still take your <laughs> testosterone shots? Yep. Okay. Women has more testosterone than Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Not after I get my shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they say women are generally a touch thicker in the colder months. Oh, yeah. But that's when men think women's bodies look more curvaceous and at their best. A lot of people don't know this, but 
the fall is considered thick 30 in some cultures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because the higher testosterone levels, they say a lot of times, you know, fellows will see you in your bikinis and stuff through the summer months and stuff. So the fall months come on, you're covering it up, okay? Everybody's kind of covering up with the big turtlenecks and stuff like that. And men are actually more interested in, you know, what you're covering up at that point. Hmm. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that a bikini on the beach during the summer is yeah. less attractive to men than your turtleneck and overcoat during I don't the winter? Think so. I like this him. study. I'm asking him because you can see everything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah you have you have you're not hiding anything. But yeah. there's still some stuff left that you can't see. No surprise. And sometimes it might be cottage cheese, but you put hey. those tight jeans on there. During the fall months, you can't really see that, but she looks good in the jeans. Yeah. Is it ricotta at that point? Ooh. (laughs) It better not be feta. Swiss. Feta is better. This is scientific research. So, (laughs) scientists tell us all kind of crap that ain't true. Like the Ouija board earlier? No, No. I was thinking more like all the people arguing over vaccinations and stuff. No one (laughs) believes any science anymore. Nope. So here's the other thing. They say we watch more romantic comedies during the fall months. Study shows that the colder the temperature, the more likely people are to watch chick flicks. I do love those Hallmark and Lifetime movies. <laughs> Yo. So good. And it's crazy because I talked about the Hallmark movies coming out, and you wouldn't believe how many comments we got about people not watching Hallmark anymore. Oh. They moved on. Mm. What, um, you looked it up, Tom. The new G-A-F? Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure how you... Say it. I'd never heard of it. Great American family. Yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah. So okay. I guess options. the guy who ran Hallmark moved over there and took a bunch of the actors with him. Yeah. Oh. I don't have either one of it those. It probably didn't help that Lori Lachlan did all that college scam stuff, and so she got fired. Mm. And I don't know if some of the others were suffering from that, too, or not. Okay, ways that fall is making you more attractive, ladies. They say that more people are in relationships. They're looking for relationships to have somebody to go through the holidays with them. And they say in the fall, more people change their status on, like, Facebook to in a relationship. I agree with that, but I think that's a result, not the cause. I think people just... They go wanting to have a relationship, but it doesn't mean they're more attracted to the ladies. They just want the relationship. The guys or the or the girls, because you know what my my motto is: you break up with them before Christmas and get back together well, after uh, Valentine's Day. A lot of people a lot of money. save a lot of money. A lot of people yeah. want them for the parties, though. They don't want to go to all those parties alone. Well, true. That's just a date, then. Not a girlfriend. <laughs> okay. And then finally, uh, they say fall is, uh, I guess, a better for the ladies thanksgiving dinner is a natural turn on you just start thinking about the food and stuff like mm-hmm. that and all prime, get all primed up for that food really and they say that uh studies have proven that the smell of pumpkin pie Ooh. actually <laughs> enhances uh, you know a guy's urge so you're telling me when i'm sitting at dinner and i can't breathe anymore because i've eaten too much and my pants are about to pop open <laughs> Well, oh, thank you. So that is cute. All right. Yeah. If you believe that, Tori, I got some farmland in Alaska. You got to unpop that top button so you can breathe a little. <laughs> Maybe Tom was right about the scientific research here. It ain't always right. I think he's right about its thick 30. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. With Halloween coming up, you might be buying some candy and you're not sure what the best candy to get for the kids would be. 
We're here to help you not make the mistake that some people do. Okay. Some people apparently either buy the cheapest thing they can find or they have a weird taste and they think everyone else likes their weird taste. Mm -hmm. There are Mm -hmm. some candies you should not buy for Halloween. I would agree on that. People will hate your guts. A lot of times I try to buy what I like. Well, you shouldn't do that. You should try to figure out what other people like. Okay, because like, they're not everyone who's coming to the door isn't you. I like Reese's Cups. I like Snickers. I like Twix. And if I have any Halloween candy left over, that means I've got more for me. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. many years I didn't get any kids coming to my yeah. door and I had what I liked. If they don't like it, I don't care. Yeah. I well, agree. I play it all. But I get the good stuff. I get the Reese's me too. Cups, me the too. Snickers, the Twix, the you know the good stuff. And mm-hmm. I did see that the one candy that most, the number one candy parents steal most from the kids, Reese's Cup. Okay, I well, think. you guys aren't playing by the rules I set up. I said if you have a weird taste in candy, don't buy it for the other people. I don't have a weird taste in candy. Exactly. Well, I do like circus peanuts. Okay. <laughs> we oh, talk let's about talk that. about yeah. those because these no. are the candies you're not supposed to buy for uh, the kids at Halloween. What do you mean? Who says this? Uh, <laughs> this is voted on by the kids. Well, nobody so, asked them. Kids are not allowed to vote. They're too young. <laughs> too young to vote. All right. Good and plenties. They say that people generally don't like oh, good and plenties. I don't. Wait, what are those? I've got to look them up. They're kind of like Mike and Ike's, but instead of being fruity flavored, oh. they're licorice and minty flavored. Like juju beans or something they're kind of like. No, they got a like, coating on the outside. They're like they're <laughs> Mike and Ike's. Oh, yeah, I don't like those or Mike and Ike's. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like Mike and Ike's, but I don't want good and plenty. So I agree with that. Kids don't want it either. What's next? Black licorice. I agree. Oh, gross. Yeah. Okay, Kato, you mentioned this one, and I actually like it, but I wouldn't buy it for the kids because they don't like it. Tootsie Rolls. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I know that. You just you said that the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, neither do the kids. They you look at the disappointment on their face when that's all they have to choose. Now, a Tootsie Roll Pop, that's a little better. Yeah. Or the flavored ones, because there are some where it's like vanilla and yeah. the green and all that kind of stuff. Those are really good. I like them too, but I wouldn't risk it. Maybe the kids don't. Kids don't want that. All right, this one is a tricky one. Because it could be great or it could be terrible. Mary Jane's. Oh, no. You're not, I thought that was illegal. Mary Jane's are a chewy <laughs> peanut butter and molasses taffy candy. Oh, it's the wrong They're one. They're not Sorry. really um, well-loved by the kids. Yeah, that, I could eat one, but I don't buy them either. I don't remember them. I remember them. But if you I, get it from Snoop's house, though, that's a different Mary Jane. I'll take any, any Mary Jane. <laughs> All right, Smarties. Oops. I kind of like Smarties, but again, if the kids don't like them, I'm not going to get them for them. It's a cheap candy. It is it's a, a cheap knockoff. candy. Yeah. I like them, though. It's basically leftover chalk from school boards mixed with a little sugar. <laughs> a little flavor. It's kind of like, you know what, those aspirin, children's aspirin, just a bigger size. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to take my medicine today. I know, I know. A pack of Smarties. Me too. <laughs> All right, wax Coke bottles. Agreed. Yeah. Oddly enough, my kids like those, but I don't know why. They taste horrible. They're awesome. You're not supposed they to They taste eat. horrible. They'll eat. juice inside. You don't eat the wax, though. I no. chew on it. Gross. Yeah, a lot of people chew it like chewing gum. No. Which is dumb. That's why they have chewing gum. You don't need wax for that. You know what? I'm just glad, Tori, you don't have kids. It'd be miserable. Well, they'd have better taste than these kids. These kids are judgmental. They're getting free candy and still complaining. Wow.
Wow. Yeah. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Necco wafers. Agreed. You might uh, as well just give them some Pepto-Bismol tablets. Yeah. <laughs> Necco wafers are an idea that seemed like they would be good. They're bigger than normal. Yeah. If they had some flavors that were good, they'd Yuck. be awesome, but they don't. They're Pepto-Bismol flavors. They are. Yeah. And remember, they, they stopped making them, and then somebody bought the company out and started making them again. What some sick son of a gun. Yeah. Peanut butter kisses. No, don't know what those are. Well, despite the name, they're neither Reese's Peanut Butter Cups nor Hershey's Kisses. They are a peanut butter-shaped kiss, and they just aren't good. Or peanut butter's flavored. Oh, I'm sorry. you know what? Are those the ones that come in the black and orange wrappers? You know how they yes. twist them, and they're, yes. they cost like a dollar a bag? That's them. Okay. The orange yeah. and black wrappers. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Last year's number one was candy corn. It's number two this year. To buy for, for or not best? to buy? These are the worst. worst. These are worse. Oh, and how do you, you know, like if you get a little package of those? Like you don't, you don't want to just get a handful of candy corn, drop it down in the kids. Wouldn't you hate when you got home and there'd be candy corn laying in the bottle, yeah. scattered around in the bottom of your bag, yeah. and you're like, "What do we do with these? When, when did I get those?" And that big old nasty guy put his hand down uh, there and just dumped them in there. I wish I were giving out candy this year. I'd do that. That's <laughs> oh, horrible. Yeah. So that means number one is moved up this year yeah. and overtaken candy corn as the worst, and that is circus peanuts. See, I, I hate kids. So are we saying this is worse than black licorice, just to be clear? Yes. it's not. It's at not. all. I love circus peanuts. You like circus peanuts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I will not handle these judgmental looks from around the room, or at least half of the room. You're, uh, you're not normal. You're weird. Kato likes them, too. I'm buying us some today for tomorrow. Yay. Knock yourself out. You got to give them to said, the kids. You said you would try one. Which one? The circus peanuts. Yeah, I haven't had them in 35 years, so I'll try one to see it's if like I could have been wrong. It's like an orangish flavor it's like a slice of heaven it's a piece of powder that's been puffed up and when you bite it it's dry and powdery like the chalky candies (sighs) sounds so good it melts in your mouth but (laughs) not in your hand that's because it doesn't have any choice (laughs) (laughs) all right necco wafers in my opinion may be worse than circus peanuts but they're close Wax Coke bottles, terrible. Yeah. Uh, most of this list, I think, spot on. Yeah. What in the world? So, what are the best candies? Reese's Cup. Oh, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Eh. Butterfinger Twix, Kit Kat, Hershey bars, Sour Patch Kids, Skittles, Snickers, M and M's, and pieces. Reese's peanut butter cups. Basically, everything we didn't mention the first time on that list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't see Mounds or Almond Joy on either. Ooh, uh, Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, that's a good one. I stole one from downstairs. Oh, I want one. Uh, you can have this in $5. <laughs> I think I'll go downstairs and see if there's any more left. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 